everybody and welcome to Broomvagoon. You will not get there only with a road bike. Yes, only with a road bike because all the times that I'm talking with people, I'm asking always the same question. Now it's a kind of a cliche. How many bicycles do you have? Everybody has at least something different from a road bike. Probably that's something that you should start considering. You can get one bicycle for everything or you can just get one bicycle, one other bicycle, another bicycle. How many bicycles do you have, guys? Just tell me. Just let me know. Hello at calamaro.cc is always my email. Then you find Instagram. I'm there as calamaro.cc, my nickname. CC stays for content creation or cycling club or circular calendar. This could be another good thing. Circular calendar. Really like it. And let me know about your stuff. Actually, on Instagram, just have a look to my pictures. Then twitter.com slash read calamaro. And then you have facebook.com slash calamaro cc. Same thing. And then don't forget about sharing this great piece of content with your friends. You will find me on Spotify, Broom Vegan, or then on iTunes, Noise, Apple Connect, this kind of thing. Different channels, same name, Broom Vegan or Broom Vagoon, or just go to Spreaker, spreaker.com slash listen calamaro, just go on the homepage of Spreaker and just digit over there, Broom Vegan or Broom Vagoon, and you will find also my all episodes, all the portfolio of my podcast episodes starting from the one of the year before. Well, uh, yes, we were talking about how many bicycles, which bicycle or whatever. Just be sure that one of those bicycles is the 3T Explorer. Such a beautiful bike. He's here in front of me watching. Maybe this weekend. I, I think I'm gonna take. I'm taking too much time off of my bicycle because this weekend I didn't ride because I was in Paris with some friends. Amazing city, raining all the time. I didn't have time to take a Velib, one of those concept bicycle sharing that they have over there. So I didn't ride my 3T Explorer, but next weekend I should be still here in Zurich, not moving, and so riding the bicycle. And the week after I have already a great appointment with somebody that you will see and you will know. So I'm gonna for sure ride my 3T Explorer on some gravel stuff. You know what? I'm still struggling at this moment. I'm really scanning the net here and there because I really need a pair of new tires. And uh, because right now I have the WTB byway, but they are too slick. So I'm looking for something else. I know that they have done another one of this road plus uh, a bit more for gravel, but still they don't distribute here in Zurich. So which tire should I buy, guys? Just give me one tip. I know that probably Schwalbe is gonna be the solution, but I'm gonna double check. I'm in love with WTB, but if they don't distribute anything over there, probably I can choose, I don't know, a pair of mountain bike tires is gonna be the same. I need still to scan. I'm really bad on scanning in the internet. Today episode is interviewing a great character. I'm interviewing Matt Kwon, who is the founder and main brain behind or not amazing clothing apparels coming from california minimalistic design really sustainable environmental wise and he's a great character we i i think i've never never loved so much like in this interview it's really great i suggest you to listen to that do that well this is a really great story uh, did i say hi already to everybody hi everybody it's a really great story because i'm super happy to have on the other side of the microphone of the other side of the ocean nine hour of different of time zone matt from or not hi matt how are you doing i'm doing well thanks for having me 
No, it's great pleasure to have you here. And uh, I was saying that it's an amazing story. Yes, it's an amazing story because I, I had or not in my radars since a while right now. I'm talking about, yeah, one year, 18 months, I believe, stuff like this, because I really like the style of the things that you are producing on the other side. I really like the spirit. I really like a lot of stuff up there. And when I got to know that or not was really cruising the ocean, arriving also in Europe, I was pretty happy. Then I got to know that you are working together with John, uh, with John of Two Tones. And this was another great news because also was the really good link between the two of us. And then after a back and forth of email stuff that lasts a while, we are here talking. And we also had a great and amazing talk offline about stuff before. I'm really happy to have such a talkative and interesting person on the side of the, <laughs> of the microphone. Great. Great, great. So yeah, I was telling all the story. I was also pretty boring because I know myself, I speak a lot, but I really think that probably, Matt, you can introduce yourself. It's worth it way more than all my words. Sure, I'll introduce myself. Uh, my name is Matt Kwan, uh, and I run or not. Uh, I started it about five years ago, and uh, I live in San Francisco, California. I like to ride bikes. And, uh, <laughs> that's just kind of, that's, that's a pretty basic introduction, uh, of, of myself. Uh, I guess I can take it one step deeper, uh, since we're talking about bikes. Um, I started riding bikes obviously when I was a kid. Uh, and, um, the first time that I rode a bike, uh, I had training wheels and my friend didn't have training wheels and he stole my bike with the training wheels and rode away. And I didn't even think about it and picked up his bike, got on it and started riding it. Uh, and that was like the first time that I rode a bike. I think I was five years old. And I still remember uh, the feeling of getting on the bike, his bike without training wheels and being like, whoa, I'm doing this. I didn't even think about it. And now I'm riding this bike away. And uh, ever since then, I've just kind of, I've really enjoyed riding bikes. Um, I uh, started racing bikes uh when i was 15 uh and i've kind of just been really involved uh with bikes as a hobby ever since then okay so you were never involved in the pro world i was never involved in the pro world i am not no the closest i ever got to being involved in, in the pro world was uh <laughs> when i was on these junior teams uh when i was you know 15 16 17 and uh, some of my friends on the teams uh, were way faster and way stronger than me. And then they ended up going uh, into the pro world. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's as close as I ever got. Uh, so also another thing that you were mentioning is that you are usually on a road bike. Um, I'm not usually, I'm usually on any bike. Uh, uh -huh, that's great. But, but you know, yeah, I guess I Road and gravel bike, it just kind of depends. Uh, but I do ride my road bike uh, a lot because it works. It's it's fast on the road and it also works on the dirt. Uh, so it gets me to the dirt a little bit faster, I guess. Okay. And uh, yes, I have to make you this question, I believe. Yeah, I'm going to do it. How many bicycles do you have? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's, it's hard to say, right? Because... It, 
Do, does it count if it's just a frame and and you know maybe it has a crank on it and, and you know, uh, let's do it in that no. way i will try to put a bit more uh, more sharp question how many rolling bikes do how you many have? rolling bikes oh yeah uh we'll say like somewhere in like the 12 to 15 zone right okay the one that you ride is not the one of your family, one of your neighbors. Yeah, you know, how how many bikes do I really ride? Um, I can tell you that pretty easily. Let's go uh, you know, I have right now I have two road bikes. Uh one of them is a titanium stinner, uh, you know, road bike, uh, with you know, caliper brakes and it's just a traditional road bike. Uh, the other road bike is uh, one of the chapter two bikes that we did. Uh we had a collaboration with them uh and we did this uh, disc road bike that clears 30 C tires. So that's kind of my current favorite bike because it's kind of new and it's just, it just does a lot of things really well. So those are my two road bikes. Uh, then I have a gravel bike right now. It's a Richie Outback. Um, that one, uh, I, I ride a lot. Um, and then we kind of get down into like the bikes that don't get ridden quite as much. I've got an extra cycle. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with those, but it's a, a long bike, uh, and I ride my family around on that bike. Uh, okay, it's, it's actually an e-bike. Uh, it's got a you know it's got a Bosch uh, motor, um, so that gets used in, here in San Francisco as kind of like half a car. Uh, I use it for running errands. I use it for picking up, uh, you know, like weird deliveries for work. Uh, it's just just kind of like a, such a u- utility bike. Uh, and that one actually gets ridden uh, quite a bit too. And then we kind of like, then it kind of peters off into weird esoteric uh, bikes. The one other bike that uh, I'm about to get that I'm really excited about is a, is a new mountain bike. Uh, so okay, that's, that's a whole other situation, uh, but I'm, I'm pretty excited for that to, uh, to, to get a new mountain bike. Cool. You know that the uh, Richie Outback is one of my dreams. Ah, it's a cool bike. Uh, it's great. It just kind of, uh, <clears throat> it just goes, it goes straight. It's pretty compliant. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice bike. Uh, I, so I, <laughs> I also yeah. have a Richie, I have a Swiss cross. Um, okay. so I've got one of those too. So I kind of, I have both, I have the Swiss cross and the Outback. So I can really tell, uh, the difference in, in, in the frame and the geometry, uh, and, and there's quite a bit. The Swiss cross is really fast, uh, as in, in its turning, uh, it's got a steep, uh, head tube angle. It's got a high bottom bracket. Uh, and it just, it's, it's quick. Whereas the Outback, uh, has more of a raked out, um, uh, head tube angle, lower bottom bracket. Uh, and it just is really stable, uh, at high speeds. Yeah, I believe that it's a bit more this kind of different. The cross, the, sorry, uh, the Swiss cross. It's really kind of a machine made made for cross rides. So yeah. really to keep your heartbeat really high all the yeah. time. While yeah. yeah, while the Outback is really the one for the obviously it can it can ride. I think I don't know. I tried it once and it can ride really. In, at a decent speed, I would say, but it's a bit more the one that you really can take everything, big yeah. rocks or whatever you are, it stays still yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a fun bike. 
Yeah, it's really, really fun. Yeah, we were nerding a bit, uh, as usual, as bicycle, but that's why we like it. Well, uh, let's continue on this path, then, is the case to say. Uh, do yeah. you have kind of a classic playground ride that you do out there in San Francisco? And is it usually a road loop or a gravel loop or you have one and one? Yeah, so... Um... I don't want to speak for everyone in San Francisco, but I kind of think everyone in San Francisco has uh, their kind of go-to ride. Um, and uh, it's it's Hawk Hill. Uh, it's in the Marin Headlands, and it's just across the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, so you ride over the bridge, you climb up. Um, sorry, I'm going to speak in feet here. Uh, you climb up, I think, like 700 feet. I don't know. You climb up some. <laughs> you go uphill. Uh, and then uh, you get to the top and there's this like great view of the city and the bridge. Um, and then there's a one lane, a single lane descent uh, that just, it, when, when you start off from the top, it just looks like you're about to drop into the ocean. Uh, and it's, the, the descent is, yeah, we'll say it's like a kilometer and a half here. So I'll switch over to, to mm -hmm. metric. It's about a kilometer and a half. The, uh, <laughs> the descent. Uh, single lane, and uh, it's just it's just beautiful. It's fun. It feels like a roller coaster if you go fast. If you go slowly, it's you know just amazing to to look around. Um, you know, for anyone who's curious about it, there's a zillion photos on Instagram and everywhere else about Hawk Hill Headlands. So uh, that's kind of the go-to ride. You you do you do the climb, you do the single lane uh, descent, and then it drops you off in this valley. And then in that valley, you can either do some gravel or you can kind of come back uh, via the road. Uh, there's a, there's a couple options over there. Uh, and, and kind of like the quickest way to bang it out uh, is about an hour and a half, depending on where you live in the city. Okay. And, and, and that's it. That's like, that's, that's kind of my go-to, um, my go-to ride. Okay. Um, just this is another question that I didn't consider, but in these days I'm completely insanely thinking about going riding at the Yosemite Park. Sorry, say that again. You're going riding where? Uh, I would really love to go riding in the Yosemite Park, National oh, Park. Yosemite. Yosemite. Yosemite, sorry. I yeah, yeah, yeah. always mix the accent over there. Yeah, Yosemite yeah, yeah. Park, National Park. Yeah. Yeah. Do you usually um, go there? Have you ever been there? What's your feeling about it? My feeling is I would love to go there. My other okay. feeling is that uh, Justin, one of the, one of the guys that works with me, uh, went there over the summer. We did a photo shoot out there and they did some crazy ride where they got lost and had to, <laughs> on their road bikes and, uh, had to hike a little bit, had to cross through a river, uh, oh, that was, mm -hmm. that was about waist deep on, on one of the riders. And, uh, it, it they said it was great. Um, there was the, the traffic was a little bit of an issue. Uh, I think if, uh, if and when we go back, they kind of have some better ideas about uh, some routes to to kind of beat some of the traffic up there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because that's what I've read as well. It's not a good choice to do it in the summer, in full summer, yeah. because Yosemite is better if you go, especially for riding, so for us, yeah. it's better if you go something like beginning of May, end of April, or late, late in autumn, something like, I don't know, November. Yeah, yeah they were there in the summer. <laughs> uh, exactly no but that's yeah. something that really i'm thinking about it now it has been the last two weeks let's see 
<laughs> I've never been to Yosemite, so yeah, it's something that I have to consider for sure. Yeah. And if I would but consider I mean, it, yeah, yeah, Yosemite is great, but I mean, just even in just in California, there's so many other places that are almost equally as impressive and maybe a little bit more off the beaten path, um, especially especially you know if you're down to ride uh, on the dirt. Uh, there's just so much. Okay. Yeah, that's great to know. You know that at the moment I am actually on the Google Maps checking oh all the things that you are telling me. Oh that's oh right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you on the headlands? Right. No, it's fine. Okay. I really, yeah, I'm really, really happy there. Now I'm watching this thing. Now I want to. The point is that right now here it's already, I would not say super cold, but anyway, it's cold. So I'm dreaming about, I'm dreaming about going over there, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tell you what the temperature is here. Right Don't now. tell me. Yeah, thank you, no. thank you, thank you. It's fine, it's fine. I'm going to suffer. I'm, I'm going to Google it and I'm going to suffer anyways. Yeah. <laughs> also because you would tell it to me anyways in Fahrenheit, so I would not understand. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I guess I probably would. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so I, I think we're in the 17 zone. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say 16, 17. Just, I'm going to kind of pull that out of the air. Sounds pretty good, right? 16, 17, 17. Is there any sun over there? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's sunny. It's nice out. Today's nice. <laughs> okay, now I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Really, thank you. You made my night here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, let's go back to work, is the case to say. Yeah. You were saying, actually, that apart from being a passionate cyclist and everything, you also um, found that this amazing company did this or not. Can you tell me more about that? How everything started? Which one are your values? What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. So, or not. Um, I started or not about five years ago. Um, a little bit more than five years ago now. Um, and I started it because I was sick of my uh, team clothing. I'd been, I was racing at the time, uh, you know, racing on the road. And... Uh, we were sponsored by this company. I'm just—I don't always say, you know, who the sponsor was, but I'm getting more and more comfortable with it now because it, it was. It, there's more and more time that's passed. Uh, so we were sponsored by this company called Muscle Milk. Okay. Uh, I wanted to wait. ask you anyways. If you will, would yeah, I put yeah. something like a beep on it? I would have asked you anyways. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Muscle Milk. <laughs> yeah, Muscle Milk. Um, so we were sponsored by Muscle Milk, and I actually had a hand in designing the clothing for that team. However, the the sponsor just demanded their logo be massive and just right there on our chest and massive and right on the bibs. And, and it was just, I was just embarrassed um, <laughs> because we were a bunch of like skinny bike rider guys. And, you know, we'd, you know, walk into the gas station store to get some food wearing, wearing muscle milk and, yeah, I was just embarrassed. Uh, and I actually didn't even really like the stuff. It ta- it didn't taste good. I just, I just wasn't into it. So I was like, I need, I was like, this is a great opportunity for me to, um, kind of make exactly what I would like. Um, and I'm going to rewind just one more second, uh, because uh, the other part of it that's pretty important is that uh, I've been a graphic designer. Oh, okay. Uh, forever and uh that means that i've been dealing with uh clients all the time who always ask for 
their logo to be bigger, make my logo bigger. Like, and I have it bigger. Exactly. Exactly. This design is great. This design is great. Just make the logo bigger and we're all good. Um, Can we make it a bit so, more visible? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so or not is a reaction to those two things. Uh, to that sponsor, I guess the the sponsor that I had was kind of the catalyst, and then uh, or not is kind of a reaction to all of those clients that always said make the logo bigger. Um, so I was able to just you know kind of design this this identity and this system that kind of works essentially with no logo, uh, or maybe if there is a logo, it's so small that it's a it's a design element and you don't even really see it or read it. Yeah. Do you have a picture of yourself with uh, the the jersey of Muscle Milk? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> this could be a good material for myself making the launch of this episode. I believe if you want to send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more about the name because I can understand it is kind of a joke, right? Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's a lot in the name. Um, I guess the first part of it is, you know, kind of how I got there. Uh, and I, I got there because I was, <clears throat> you know, designing this project and, you know, trying to come up with the identity and, and, the, and, and naming it. And I was kind of trying, I was, I was in this world of bikes, you know, like what's kind of related to, to cycling, uh, but also would be an interesting name for a company. And I was really just unhappy with everything. Uh, that I had. Everything was kind of on my screen. I was kind of designing and naming at the same time. And I was kind of, I kind of hit a wall. Uh, and then I just started just typing things, you know, uh, and I just typed or not. And or not happened to be this word that was just really, I used it a lot. It was in my vernacular. And uh, I, when I typed it, uh, I was just like, oh yeah, or not. Yes. Like, that could work. Um, because when I started the project, I wasn't exactly sure what it was going to be. I wasn't sure if it would only be cycling clothing. Uh, because as a graphic designer, um, I had been practicing motion graphics and, and video production for uh, the, the seven years uh, up to you know proceeding, starting or not. Um, so really, when the project was young, I was like, I don't know, this could just be cycling videos with some clothing. It could be Uh, an art project. I wanted to be kind of open, open-ended and, or not just really fit for that. Um, and it just kind of summed everything up. You know, you could be serious or not. We could turn around here or not. Mm -hmm. We could make the logo bigger or not, you know, and on and on. Um, so it was just, yeah, it was just perfect. Yeah, I can tell you that it's completely brilliant. We were having, um, what happened three weeks ago, one month ago, I don't know, a long time ago now. Um, we were in Mallorca and I was wearing one of your jersey and uh, I was actually chatting with my uh, friends over there, with my mates over there. We were saying, okay, and then here and there and then another friend of mine had also know nothing. And then we started really every turn because it's really, it was really a tough ride, the Toros de Gravel thing. We were saying really every turn or not, or not. <laughs> and then we said, you see, these guys really nailed it. That's the yeah. thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while. So, you know, here in San Francisco, we have uh, a showroom, uh, but it's really our office. Um, and people come in. Usually people already know what they're getting into. They, they, they're coming to see us. You know, they're visiting San Francisco. They're like, I want to go visit or not. But 
sometimes we have people that just walk by and they see the bikes in the window or they see something that just kind of intrigues them, you know, and they come in and they don't know how to say it. They're like, is it or no? Is it or not? They just, they just, there's some amount of people that just totally don't get it until, you know, we use it in a phrase. Uh, and then they're like, oh, or no, oh, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, no. because it can sound French, right? Or no. Or no, yeah, yeah. Just like, well, yeah, I used to work at this bike shop. We sold these bikes called uh, Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, they were actually giants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> people would come in and they'd be like, oh, I'd like, that. tell me about these Giants. Uh, they wanted to kind of like romanticize it, you know, like, oh, it must be French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a completely different flavor, actually, if you call it Giant. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's <laughs> way, way nicer. Exactly. Exotic, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay. But um, another thing that I wanted to ask you about that. So we talked about how everything started, about the naming and whatever. Which one is the spirit that you would say is inside your apparel or not? It's I can completely see it by wearing those and uh, also by seeing the flavor that comes out from the website and things like this. That is not really something made for a fast racer, isn't it? Yeah, well, there's like a little bit of a dichotomy uh, mm-hmm. with 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 or not. Um, and I say that because, you know, we're a little bit tongue in cheek. We're kind of like, you know, don't take this too seriously. Yet at the same time, um, or not is founded in, uh, you know, in these sort of like design principles, uh, and, and, and sort of executing on, on, on good design, uh, which is something that cycling didn't have for a long time. And, and I actually give Rafa a lot of credit for, for being, being the first to sort of marry cycling and design. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm coming from Italy. All I can say that clearly. Yeah, I'm Switzerland. I'm in neutral place here. All the Italian manufacturer made really the worst out of the Italian design. All yeah. the apparel with an Italian name on top of it are horrible, really. I don't want yeah. to name the brand, but everybody of us knows I'm talking about the oh, ugly cuts or the hateful really really bad colors on top of them this green fluo and whatever stuff the huge naming on your chest really so i can completely feel your point yeah but then your question was about uh the performance exactly Um, and and um yeah i mean we're not gonna wind tunnel test a a jersey you know it's just eh, is it tight is it not tight does it fit you does it make do you feel good in it you know um we're a little bit more interested in 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 making clothing that that just works well um and not getting too techie uh that being said uh we do have some pretty cool stuff coming up that is it's it has some technical merits to it um and you know obviously i guess we we definitely need that um especially around cooler weather or hot weather or just the breathability uh so it definitely is a component okay uh, but it's not we don't kind of like go in with that as our first uh, as a, as a way to kind of like talk about our company that's that's not kind of like the the most I guess maybe the most important part for us, you know, like high performance, you know, dimpled fabric and, and you know, just, eh, it's, you know, 
we're riding bikes. It's fun. Exactly. Okay. Maybe it's, let's say, uh, style first, your style first, and uh, comfort, and then for sure, uh, a good rate, a good percentage of it there is also made by, let's say, being fast enough. Not for sure aerodynamic, full aerodynamic, but still, a component is there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say that. Actually, I mean, you know, I could go into it. No, if you want, yeah. <laughs> we, do, we do. I mean, we do. You know, we end up we end up talking about you know when we're picking fabrics and uh, it, it. Obviously, the technical aspect of it is 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 really important, and we spend a lot of time uh, picking fabrics and 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 changing patterns and and just kind of uh, really assessing everything because mm-hmm. you know if you have a, a jacket that just holds in a bunch of sweat i mean that's (laughs) for sure no matter how great it looks like that does not work so um getting getting the technical stuff right is i i kind of think it's almost expected now i think a lot of the clothes out the clothing out there um is pretty technical um you know you can go to h&m and get technical clothing now that's right it's just you know, it's just, it's, it's almost, it's so prevalent. It's just almost everywhere that, um, that the, the technology is embedded in, 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 in all clothing. Yeah. Yeah. And also another thing that I think is really on the, on the base of the things that you are producing or your brand of or not is also that you are producing everything close to you, right? Yeah, definitely. We make, uh, almost everything here in California. Uh, the only thing that we don't make here in California is our socks. Um, and that's just because, um, there's this history of, 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 of making socks, uh, on the East coast, the, the Southeast of the United States and, and in the South, like that's just where all the sock manufacturers, uh, were, and there's still a few there. Uh, so we're able to, to work with them. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, um, all of our, we can, you know, we can drive, to all of our sewing facilities. Um, and we do. Yeah. Um, which is nice because we get to see the people that make it. Uh, we get to go and and check out the samples, uh, there at the factory. We get, we know the people's faces, you know, Uh who we're working with, um, which is, it's, it's nice. Um, and I, and I think it makes for, and I think it makes for a better product as well. Yeah. Because support the people that you like and with whom you can talk, you know, it's, it's yeah. really the perfect thing. And that's something that is going to continue because now, actually, I was mentioning before uh, that you also moved on Europe. Now you are selling also in Europe thanks to your website and everything, shipping from UK and stuff yeah. like this. But still, you will keep all the production over there. You're not going to move any production in Europe for the future. Yeah, no, exactly. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it here just because of, of what I just said, you know, kind of having the relationship with our with our selling facilities. Um you know, just sort of setting up the logistics in Europe, uh, would be, would be massive. Um, and, uh, and it would sort of almost complicate things even more. Uh, so yeah, we'll stick with our, we'll stick with our sewing facilities that we have here, uh, here in California, yeah. uh, that we use. Yeah. Also still digging on the website and also, yeah, having a look also some style that you're taking out. Uh, it looks like also you are really close, not only to the road cycling, but also and also listening to the bicycle that you have in your basement as well. You're also super close to the gravel scene, don't you? 
Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, we're close to the gravel scene. We're kind of, as I mentioned before, I'm getting another mountain bike, mm-hmm. which we were kind of going to be branching out into that scene as well. Um, yeah, uh, we have, we, yeah, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we've got uh, this, we've got a whole line of clothing uh, that we refer to as clothing you could wear on your bike or not. Uh-huh. Um, that we've been developing um, for a long time. And, uh, it's just, some of the pieces are finishing up now. Uh, it's something we're planning on releasing next spring. Um, and, uh, we kind of like, we always referred to it as real people clothing. Uh, and then it kind of morphed into clothing you could wear on your bike or not. Um, and it's just, it's, uh, it should be, it should be cool. I'm excited to, to release it. Uh, next next spring okay okay so we have to we would wait for it till spring you could wait for it i mean it's not like a, it's not super secret it's like uh-huh. semi-technical clothing that you could wear while you're not riding your bike it's casual clothing um you know we've got a pair of we've got a pair of shorts uh, we've got a merino blend uh crew shirt uh, crew neck long sleeve shirt uh we've got a zip up uh fleecy uh jacket um, and we've got a tech tee, a technical t-shirt. Um, so we kind of have these pieces that all that work really well here, especially here in California in San Francisco, where the, where the temperatures are always changing. Um, and, uh, and, and they work on the bike or off the bike. Uh, it just seemed like the next logical step. And it was also clothing that I happened to need in my, I happened to need myself. Yeah. You know? I was like, I want these pieces for myself. Let's make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's everything starts like this. You want always a new piece for yourself, and yeah, instead of going outside and buy it, you will never find the thing that you will really want on um, outside and buying it. So the best thing is to produce yourself the thing. Exactly. Instead of my muscle milk jersey, I made my own. I was exactly referring to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, still talking about the gravel, um, gravel yeah. rides and the gravel war. What do you think that happened? It was actually something that probably in the US and in California was always a bit more present than everywhere in the world. Because now it sounds like I've been listening to it all over the world, especially for people that are not really riding gravel. Um, they were never involved in, uh, in this kind of riding. Everybody's saying, ah, okay, but just because gravel at the moment is, is something hype uh that's why but it's nothing different for everything that we were doing before just we nobody will really change from road to whatever what do you think that on the other side happened actually why everybody now is getting into gravel or the market itself is trying to push it as much as yeah yeah so yeah so a couple of things you know i think you're right in that like i was trying to think about that um this morning when i was out of my ride i was like when did i actually start riding on gravel and then I was trying to think of when I didn't ride on gravel, you know, yeah. I was like, I kind of went back to all these places that I used to live. And then even when I was a kid, um, you know, riding road bikes. Um, and I kind of feel like we always rode on gravel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but obviously it is, it's way more popular now. Um, and I think that that popularity is due to a couple of things. One of them, uh, being the, uh, traffic you know like people kind of want to get away from all the cars uh and kind of you know have that romantic 
romantic, you know, ride, you know, of solitude, you know, on this, on this gravel road with no one else. Um, I think, so I think the traffic is, is one thing. And then I think the market kind of like, it drives it a little bit too. You know, we have these bikes with disc brakes, um, where you can put these, you know, 40 millimeter tires and it makes it really comfortable to ride on gravel, but the bike still weighs, you know, 17, 18 pounds. Uh, so, so there's a little bit of like the, the, the technology, you know, the industry and the technology kind of like came together to, uh, to, to, to make gravel fun. And then I think one more thing is that, um, mountain biking has been fun for a long time, right? It's been fun. It's been popular for a long time. Um, but a lot of the like gravel riding, uh, is stuff that might not be so much fun on a mountain bike. Um, and you might have to ride some road you know, to get to the fire roads. And then maybe there's a little bit of single track. So that, that ride on a mountain bike wouldn't be so much fun. But now that you have this, you know, light uh, gravel bike, that's pretty fast on the road, definitely fast on the gravel roads and still doable on the single track. Um, it's kind of like this perfect, perfect combo for, for, for like a fun afternoon. No, yeah, I completely. I really like actually the uh, the correspondence that we have done over here. Is not only that people wanted to have a bit more of freedom of being away from cars, but it's also that at that point it's possible without having a mountain bike because the technology helped the market on uh, helped the industry on moving in this direction. And uh, yeah, I can completely see this point of view. It's it's pretty, yeah, pretty close to reality. It's pretty the thing that happened. Yeah. I mean, for us here in San Francisco, the, the traffic part, I think, is, is a big deal. Um, on weekends, uh, we, on weekends, kind of, you know, if you want to ride on the road, you got to go re- really early. Um, otherwise, you're going to have a lot of traffic and it just, it just kind of takes away from the ride and it, can be a little bit dangerous depending on where you're riding um, because there's not all, there's not so many roads out here uh, just because you know you're riding around Mount Tam or you're riding you know on on this you know one road along the ocean you know there's just not so many roads so you have to share it with the cars and it's twisty and people want to get to the beach or they're on their phone um, so yeah on the weekends we often end up doing uh, big big gravel rides, uh, just because, yeah, there's, there's, there's not so many cars to deal with. It's safer. Yeah. 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 And that, that's a really interesting component because really you don't want to, it happens here as well in Zurich. Uh, I can tell you that usually during the weekend here, everybody takes out from, uh, their garage, their basement, the old car, old racing car that they have. Oh, really? Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. They call yeah. it usually the toy because they have their everyday car. That is the one where they are going to grocery shopping or to work or whatever. And then they have the toy car that usually is this kind of, I don't know, a Mustang or uh, a Mini or stuff like this. And the thing that they do, yeah. they go and corner in the passes that are here around. Oh. And it's pretty right. And those, and those same those same roads are probably really fun on a bike. But when you have people, you know, having fun in their cars at the same time, it probably gets pretty dangerous yeah yeah fortunately but yeah this is another thing that here people are really uh, especially people that are making the laws so politician or whatever they are 
uh, a bit also on the fan that is not on a car. And usually they do that. There are some passes that once in a, once in a month they are closed for the weekend to cars. And yeah. others just for just think about for the whole month of August, they every weekend they are close to cars, and that's great. Yeah, wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So, but yeah, but on the other side, when uh, you are not in this kind of uh, uh, let's say uh, lucky situation that everything is car free, then it's really a pain in the bum. So, yeah, I can see completely yeah. the point. Yeah. But yeah, um, uh, anyways, uh, this also brings us to another question that I wanted to ask you. I forgot it before, so we can do it already now. And so we can do something like a bit of ping-ponging. So before you were talking about your something like your ride, your playground ride, your favorite ride that you do in the city. But there is one ride that just stays in your mind. It was something like the most impressive or the best or whatever ride that you have ever done in your life? That one's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's really hard. I mean, I've been, you know, riding bikes in kind of this sort of like, you know, serious manner since uh, maybe I won't say the year, but for a long time. Okay. And uh, so it, it was kind of hard for me to pick, you know, one of my favorite rides because I bounced back and forth between, you know, this epic, epic road ride that, that, that I've done here in California that was just so hot and I got dehydrated, but we, we even had a support car that met us, you know, somewhere with water. We had, we had stashed water. You know, I was like, wow, that, that was pretty fun. But was it fun because it was so hard or was it fun because we went to this, you know, stock car race at the, at the end of the ride or, uh, so there's that, but then I had these other rides that were when I lived in Seattle and it was, we had these rainy sort of training rides that, man, during them, I think I hated it, <laughs> but afterwards they just felt so good. Um, and I, really I kind of, uh, obviously still, I'm still stumped. Like I, I don't, I can't name like that one epic, amazing ride. I just feel like almost every time that I ride, it, 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 it usually ends up being fun. And, and it's just always kind of there. You know, this morning when I, I just did a little ride here in the city and, you know, I took a little trail and there was this other guy who had never ridden that trail before and there were some stairs on it. He's like, oh, where does this go? I'm like, well, you just walk down the stairs here and then ride up this little hill and then it continues on and then we ride through the golf course, and blah, blah, blah that was fun. It was, you know, the light was really cool. Uh, the wind was, there was no wind right in that little section. It's like every ride kind of has its own little, its own little special moment. Um, but for some reason, you know, those big rides that probably kind of, they may have sucked while you're doing them, or maybe in part of it may have been like kind of a little bit too much. For some reason, those are the ones that kind of stick in my head as, wow, that was a fun ride, even though during the ride, all I wanted to do probably was stop and get off and <laughs> eat some food and take a hot shower. Yeah. Um, 
These are usually... So that's that. Yes, yes. This is usually, I want to just connect to this thing that you're saying. It was a talk that I had with my boss in my daily job. Uh, she was coming exactly from San Francisco that day. And she stopped by my desk and we started talking about stuff. I started talking about my vacation, my last rides as well. And she was telling me, she was actually introducing me, she introduced me on the categorization of the fun. So there is the type one, fun that is the thing that is uh, you are happy while you are doing it and you are happy also when uh, you are remember you are thinking about yeah. it yeah. then there is the type two that the thing yeah. that you while you are doing it you are saying okay this sucks i'm not gonna do it anymore and then once you stop it you think about wow but it was really fun and this is the type two and it's exactly the thing that you were yeah. telling me definition classic definition of that yeah. The thing is, the, the thing is, I really enjoy type one fun as well. I enjoy the just like, ah, this is actually fun. I'm, this is like, but it's the type two fun is the one that really sticks in your head. Yeah. Not as much as the type three. Type three are the stuff yep. that uh, actually they suck completely while you are doing and they <laughs> suck as well when you remember about that because you almost died or you ended up in the hospital so whatever but type three fun is the best one when you're talking about it with your friends on a campfire or in front of a beer or whatever so there is also yeah. fun in the type three fun yeah the best stories the best stories come out of the type exactly fun. exactly so you have the classic experience conservative i would say something like going to the restaurant with your family or maybe let's say uh with your boyfriend or with your girlfriend this is something like classic type one then you have the type two that when i don't know you go down from uh, cobblestones downhill 52 percent gradient that's for sure type two and then you have type three that i don't want to name but so for sure you're gonna remember it you're gonna scare other people while you are mentioning it that's great yeah yeah exactly that's cool um yes but at that point that's something that i wanted to ask you and it's still about or not um what's What's in the future about or not? You told me that there is uh, this new line that you're going to launch in spring. Uh, how did you call it? On the bike or not? Uh, clothing you could wear on your bike or not. Or not. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then there was, we mentioned already, um, the fact that you just arrived in Europe. You were telling me this spring. Uh, so selling also here in Europe or whatever. What's, what's, the, what's there in front of you? What the future says about or not? Or the future says something um, about or not? Yeah. Does the future say anything about us or not? Um, yeah. So I mean, obviously, you know, the the uh, the the casual clothing uh, that's that that's kind of like a big thing uh, coming up in the future. Uh, you know, we're working on some more bags. Um, we're always always doing collaborations with other brands. So we've got some other uh, fun collaborations that'll be coming up next year. Um, and then, um, you know, since my background, like I said, was in, in graphic design, which obviously is embedded in, in or not, you know, the, the one other part that was, was really one of the reasons that I started or not was to go out and shoot uh, videos uh, you know, videos while, while I'm riding and you know, go make cycling videos. Uh, and that's, that's something that we plan on, on, um, uh, on getting back into. 
um, next year as well. Uh, in kind of a, in a, in a, in an interesting way. Like I'm not really interested in doing, um, beautiful cycling porn videos, you know, with epic rides and drone shots and like, Oh, wouldn't I love to go ride my bike there? Um, I'm interested in doing videos that are just a little bit more, uh, conversational, uh, and, and, and informative, uh, that just kind of help tell the, the or not story a little bit more and just kind of tell, help people understand where we're coming from and, and what we like to do and, 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 and just, and, uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, just kind of like telling, telling an interesting story. That's something you are already telling a story actually with your clothing, with your apparels, uh, they think is the perfect coming up the perfect thing that is coming out of it. Also starting creating some content that talks about your way of seeing or yeah, inter taking an interpretation of the bicycle with the video. And yeah, can't really wait for it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And then I'm going to invent uh, some way to create more time so I can <laughs> do all of this stuff. Uh, just we're, we're keep so it in aside. Keep it in aside. Just, I don't know, take something else on something like you can stop sleeping, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Or eating. Eating also takes a lot of time. Maybe I'll only eat uh, while I'm uh, riding my bike. Okay. There was this disgusting thing that I remember it was... Um, the first episode of Draxer, the um, the series, the TV series, and yeah. um, it was saying, "I only eat in the car." When I was reading, uh, when I was watching it, it was the first episode. Really, I said, "What the hell? That's really disgusting!" Dude, come on, have a walk. <laughs> <Get hell. laughs> At least on the bicycle, you have a bit more of fun. You know, you are eating while you are in the. Probably, you cannot eat the perfect lasagna of. Uh, yeah, you're uh, limited. You're limited uh, in the, in, in the types of food that you could eat. Uh, but you, then you can get creative with it. Um, yeah. yeah. That being said, I don't really love eating, eating while <laughs> riding my bike. No, I like me that. neither. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, even if there is a really good friend of mine who produces really good bars and whatever, I will never say that I don't like his bars. The, his bars are amazing, but eating only bars after a long ride, something like a seven, eight hours, ride yeah. and i've been eating all the time only bars i stop usually i stop in a cafe or whatever and ask for if i am in italy or in whatever place and ask for a piece of pizza or stuff like this because it's impossible Otherwise, yeah yeah yeah, yeah everything that, uh, keeps us and uh, brings us to the last question are you coming here to europe so we can ride together or not and then i have to come to san francisco to ride together <laughs> um we don't have any concrete plans to to come to europe uh soon although we've been kicking around the idea of uh going to italy uh to ride in the dolomites uh i know justin has uh he might he might he might even be putting it together already so there's a chance i think it was next fall that he was talking about uh traveling uh to Italy to ride in the Dolomites. I can't remember the name of, there's a hotel there that I think kind of caters to cyclists. And um, we have some friends that have been there uh, and it just looks amazing. It sounds like, you know, there's a lot of good road riding there as well as, as gravel riding. So we could put together loops that kind of were mixed terrain. And uh, man, that sounds, that just sounds great. Just, I did a, a sorry. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I did a, a backpacking trip in the Italian Dolomites uh, 
while ago. Uh, and that was, that was, that was really fun. Uh, so if, you know, if we could do something like that, but on bikes, wow, that, that would be great. Yeah. I can tell you that Dolomite I've been, I'm pretty weird, um, Italian cyclist, but I've been in the Dolomites for the first time this year, back to July. Oh, wow. And I can tell you, Matt, it's, you know, it's already, you have been there. Yeah. Amazing. Really great. Yeah. So I don't think that you can make any better decision that, yeah, making a travel or whatever for work or not, but for sure with a bicycle (laughs) there to the Dolomites. It's really Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Then I would say, do you want to add something, Matt? Yeah, you have space if you want to add anything yeah, else. Yeah, you should come to San Francisco. Yeah, you should come to San Francisco. We can yes, ride here. Yes, uh, for sure. I will make it happen as soon as I can. I just need, I think, let this um, Black Friday go away because I'm really busy with work and whatever. And then I can ask my boss, why don't you invite me on uh, in San Francisco? We need to do something there together. And this is a good excuse to stay there. I have also a lot of friends there in San Francisco. So yeah. we can go all together with a bicycle. Yeah. Just don't come in the summer. The summer it's too is hot. It's it, well, this does, it's freezing in the city and then it's hot, um, outside, you know, up on in Marin and, um, and it gets windy and foggy and blah, blah, blah. I, the really the best time to come to San Francisco is kind of right now, October, November. Okay. Um, and then in the spring as well. That's, that's kind of, that's my take. Yeah, um, I've been in San Francisco last time. It was for New Year's Eve. It was the beginning of January, I would say. But I was super lucky. Weather was amazing. And I was there and I was saying, okay, why I didn't take my bicycle? And then I ended up start something like borrowing. Let's put it in that way. It was at work. But the bicycle of this friend of mine, a fixed gear. And I had a lot of fun, really. I would not do it anymore because it was brakeless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't want to do that. Also, because there are the tram rails, there are all these up and downs and stuff. But I had huge fun. But so, if when I'm coming to San Francisco, if I'm coming, when I'm coming, I need to bring my gravel bike. Is the best choice. That's the best choice. Yeah, because you can use it on the road to get places, and then you can. And then there's tons of gravel. I mean, there's just yeah, gravel bike is definitely, definitely the one to bring. Perfect. Okay, so I will be super happy to bring my 3T Explorer. It's there, it's watching yeah. at me. I have not been riding it now. It has been two weeks, so yeah. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. But you could send it right now. I'll, I'll, I'll ride it. <laughs> How tall are you? 5'10". <laughs> uh, uh, no, oh, no, boy. I don't know. Uh, I don't let, me, let me do it. So five... <laughs> do you have a... In... 187, I don't know. What is it? Let me check. Yeah, it's more or less 177 centimeters. Yeah, so we are more or less all the same. So yeah, you can use it if you want. <laughs> You're going to have a better choice than myself. <laughs> cool, Matt. It was really, really, really a great pleasure to have this talk with you. It's yeah, really great fun. I'm just missing a beer and then everything would have been perfect. I'm going to drink a beer right now. Yeah, me too. It's almost noon. Exactly. Perfect. Are you going for lunch? No, you need to take the bicycle to it. Uh, yeah. No, I got to ride to work now. Okay. Okay. Then it's time for me to leave you alone because we talked already too much. We can stay here talking for other five hours, but then your business is going to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Right. Thanks a lot, Then. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was fun talking with you. Yeah. Great. Also for me. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. 
And thanks, Matt, for your interview. It's really great. And also check on my Instagram. You're going to find a small carousel of picture of all the rides that he mentioned that anyways are here in the description below. And... Uh, if you are just in San Francisco, you are going there, you are going to visit somebody in San Francisco, you are riding in San Francisco, don't forget to have a look to the Hard Not workshop. Workshop or not. Maybe, I don't know, you got it. And yeah, and say hi and give an high five to Matt. I will try to do that as soon as I can. Well, I think it's time to wrap it up. It's 55 minutes here on my clock, so probably it's time to wrap it up, yes. Just not before mentioning that, guys, just continue asking me for the stickers. Everybody who asked them to me received already an amazing envelope with a personalized, really custom-made message and some stickers. It's like that one is Thomas for from Aria du Peloton, amazing photographer. Some of the pictures that you can see on my Instagram accounts are from him. And I think he's gonna work as well with your not people, apart from with other amazing character over there. Hi Thomas, such a pleasure for me to ship you uh, the yeah the stickers. How you can find my stickers and you can see how you can contact me to ask and to tell me your address so I can ship you in a proper way all the stickers. Easy, start from Instagram, instagram.com slash calamarocc or calamarocc on Instagram. Then you will find facebook.com calamarocc, uh, twitter.com slash readcalamaro. And then these episodes are actually hosted mainly on Spreaker, speaker.com slash listencaramaro or broomvagon on Spreaker, and then Spreaker on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever you want to call it. Don't forget to share this episode in your favorite Facebook groups or whatever you want, and I will talk to you next week, people. Ciao!